Hi, everyone. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. I have such a fun and fascinating interview for you this week. I had the pleasure of chatting with Gogo Star, an Icelandic drag queen known in the country. Gogo made history by being the first ever drag queen Fjallkonan, or Woman of the Mountains, which is a symbol of the Icelandic nation and a very important part of the celebration of Iceland's independence, which happens every June 17th. If you haven't been here for those celebrations, I recommend it. There's parades, events, there's a family fun event. If, of course, you don't have a family, you just want to come with friends or on your own. It's really fun even that way just to kind of see the different types of ways that Iceland celebrates their independence. And what's also great is that it's in the summertime, so there's 24-hour daylight, so you can do tons of other activities and have a great time while you're in Iceland. You might remember that I did an interview some time back with Altis Amma about being biracial in Iceland. And she was actually the first woman of color, Fjall Kwanan, and that was in 2019. I'll link to her podcast episode if you want to check out her experience in the country. But I did that interview before she had been Fjall Kwanan. So I think that was kind of fascinating to have gotten her perspective. And I think some of her perspective has actually changed since then. But that's a total side note. And I might have her come back on to talk about that. So back to the part about Gogo Star. It is a huge honor in Iceland to be Fjall Kwanan. And Gogo Star had this role in 2018. In addition to that, Gogo co-founded Drag Sukur in 2015 after winning the annual Icelandic drag contest. Drag Sukur is a drag show that became so popular that it was turned into a monthly event at Goikarin that is open to all adults who want to attend. Hopefully when COVID is over, <laughs> the show will resume. I especially love that the show is all about inclusivity and Google Star goes more into how it is inclusive during the interview. It was an absolute blast to do this interview, and if you want to check out the video of the interview, which is embedded in the show notes of this episode, which is on allthingsiceland.com forward slash gogostar, that's G-O-G-O-S-T-A-R-R, of course a link to that is in the show notes, you can see Gogostar dressed up in drag and looking fabulous. Before I jump into the episode, I would like to remind you that I'm doing a New Year giveaway that is exclusive to my podcast listeners. There will be three lucky winners for the giveaway. One person will win on Time and Water. And all these books are by Andri Snyder, who I recently did an interview with. Another person will win a copy of Love Star, which is my personal favorite book by him. And the third will win a copy of The Story of the Blue Planet. And what's fascinating is that these are different genres. So like On Time and Water is about climate change, but from a very personal perspective, it somehow weaves together Atlantic folklore, the Dalai Lama, and Andri Snai's grandmother. <laughs> Super interesting. And Love Star is science fiction, but more along the lines of like Douglas Adams, who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Kurt Vonnegut, which both weave in their own humor and kind of absurdity into their books. And Andres Snyder does the same thing. And that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy Love Star and highly recommend it to people. And the story of the Blue Planet is considered a children's book. And the New York Times said, and I quote, 
It's a Susian mix of wonder, wit, and gravitas, end quote. And even though it is labeled as a children's book, it's definitely one that an adult can read and still enjoy. So all of them are great reads. So all you have to do to enter to win a book is leave a review of the All Things Iceland podcast, take a screenshot of it, and then email it to me at com. That email address will be in the show notes of this episode. I have a page called My Review Page, which is linked in the show notes, and it makes it super easy for you to leave a review if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, and CastBox. If you're using another platform that I didn't mention and it allows for reviews, please leave one there, screenshot it, and send it to me. If you have already left a review for the podcast, all you need to do is screenshot that review and send it to me. So it's super simple and the contest will run until January 29th. So it's coming up very soon that it will be over and I will send the books to you, whoever the winners are from anywhere in the world from Iceland. Lastly, if you are a member of the All Things Iceland Patreon community and you leave a review, screenshot it and send it to me, you will receive an additional entry in the draw for the giveaway. For anyone who would like to join as a member of the All Things Iceland community on Patreon, which includes exclusive content that I do not post on any other platform, the link to that is in the show notes. Gangi thier to all those that decide to enter, which means good luck in Icelandic. And of course, I hope you enjoy this interview just as much as I enjoyed conducting it. It's always a pleasure to be able to share these different types of perspectives in Iceland. Okay, let's jump into the interview. Go, go. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. <laughs> I love your <laughs> right in my home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here on my and my home on virtual <laughs> like interviews. Yeah, <laughs> but at least it's in the comfort of your own home, so you know you can. Yeah, exactly. Like all the usual like verbiage doesn't really work anymore. I know it's <laughs> like, weird. Thank you for having me and your lovely uh, virtual uh, studio area here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You look awesome. And I love that you've got such a glammed up look for, for Wednesday. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's just a waist up moment. Yeah. The rest is uh, nothing. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> that is drag in 2020. It's just waist up. Interviews too, because <laughs> I am, for instance, like I have a, like a kind of a dress, but I don't have to wear like stockings or anything else underneath. It's just, you know, Chilling out, bottom down. <laughs> yeah, cozy time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I am not, I mean, I, I know about the drag scene here, meaning about you and your shows and like what you've created, but there's so much interesting backstory that I would love to learn about and of course share with the audience for All Things Iceland. So in terms of, you know, now in 2020, even though I know COVID is screwing up everything, but drag queens drag kings drag shows in general in iceland are more common but i'm curious to know what was it like when you were growing up in iceland was this something that you were seeing was this something that was accepted as like a performance that people would go out and, and watch 
Um, it's actually really interesting. Like, I grew up in Akureyri, which is like a small town in the north of Iceland. Oh, it's the second or third biggest city, but I mean, it's small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, it's in the north of Iceland. And there, I felt like there's no queer culture whatsoever. Mm. There was, like, there was no drag, no... And, like, the only, like, gay or queer icon you could really have was Pablo Oscar. Yeah. Which is, like, the... Iceland's like biggest uh, gay pop star kind of personality and he's like larger than life and like fabulous as he is but like I felt like that was like the only thing yeah. that you could like cling on to I was like okay that this is like queer this is something I can relate to right. uh, in like a, a weird way and uh, yeah like I would say like and even after moving to the capital in Reykjavik it was like there was still nothing like there was like now I could just go out to the clubs, but there still was no, like there were no shows. Yeah. There was no one like really doing it. Like it was happening. The only thing that was going on was the like national competition, like the uh, pageant of like the queen of Iceland. Yeah. Pageant, Miss Iceland or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like that was the only thing. And that had happened since 1997, yeah. like every year. But like, yeah, that was like the one drag thing every year. And so I moved uh, here and I'm like, okay, with my like little little uh, city uh, eyes, like stars in my eyes, like looking to the capital, like, okay, I'm going to go there and I want to do drag and I want to be a big boy. And like, <laughs> I'm going to go there and it's going to be like drag every night yeah. and it's cricket. Oh, wow. Nothing. What, when was that when you moved to so, uh, 2014. Wow. Okay, that wasn't that long ago. So yeah. Yeah, like it's all fairly recent, okay. and it's I would say it started in like about 2015. That's when I like uh, took part in the the Queen of Iceland pageant and uh, won. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> and and I was very determined to like use the title and use the crown to kind of uh, I don't know just try to make a scene, yeah. try to make like, because I knew so many more people were interested. There was just no venue to do yeah. it. Wow. So like we banded together, like a bunch of us. Uh, and I think we were around 10 performers at first. Okay. And we created a drag show called Draksuur, yeah. uh, which means like updraft in Icelandic. <laughs> it's kind of like a drag pun. And that show like was just first meant to just, it was just an outlet for us to do something. And then it like quickly be- became like a monthly show, and then two times per month, and that has been going on constantly like until yeah. now, <laughs> uh, like due to due to COVID. But like up until then, it was like uh, two times every single month, and that's something we just created yeah. since 2015. So in the last like five years, yeah. the scene has really like begun to blossom. Before that, it really wasn't much of a scene. Like, there were queens, there were kings. But it was usually more connected to like either theater performance mm. or just uh, I don't know a colorful night out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and a rare occurrence. No one was. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I would say that there wasn't nothing, but there was nothing you could really get into yeah. without knowing everyone. Yeah. Okay. And I mean it's Iceland. Yeah. True. <laughs> okay, that is fascinating. And what? Like, when did you realize you wanted to be a drag queen and perform, you know? Because I feel like that is a, a big thing to just, first of all, it's a lot of work, right? Like the makeup, the hair, yeah, everything. There's, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so what inspired you to 
like become this type of performer? Uh, I think I've just always wanted to be a performer and I've just always been a performer in a certain way. Uh, but like getting into drag and getting into this whole like, uh, universe, I think it's, uh, really started just as a, like, a, as a queer person. Like mm-hmm. I identify, like I'm male, but I identify, uh, as like pansexual. Mm-hmm. And like that has been an entire journey for me. And I think it's like I started doing drag just kind of flippantly, but I think it was always, to be able to kind of celebrate my own femininity, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Just kind of something that I felt that society has been had been kind of denying me of being able to properly express. And there suddenly I found this place where I could be myself in a way and even more, like just the supersized version of myself that I couldn't be. Yeah. And I was being applauded for it. So I think that just became like a drug in a <laughs> sense to like just an outlet to do it. And, and at the same time, you could like do a performance that was more than just like dancing on stage. You could deliver a message. And that's also something I just love about theater. Right. Just to be able to like bring together a story and, uh, I don't know, enthrall people. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just so magical. And then it's also just the, the liberation of like throwing gender out the door mm-hmm. and just playing with all these things and uh and yeah just a celebration and uh and a lot of fun for me yeah that's awesome and like bef- before i knew, knew it like i had uh i had quit my like full-time job and like doing drag full-time yeah, in iceland so it's like okay this is serious yeah now. that's amazing in iceland yeah did you ever imagine that that would be the case I mean, like, cause you mentioned, like, it's been five years, right? Meaning, like, that the drag scene has really mm-hmm. become consistent. So, was that when you first started, um, is it Drag Sukur? That, did you yeah. imagine that, like, this would be a full time thing? Meaning, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, like, I, <laughs> I, uh, like, studied video game design. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and, like, a multimedia design. Yeah. So, like, that is what I'm uh, educated in and something I, like, I still want to do. But drag is just something that suddenly kind of took over my life. Mm -hmm. And I just, I absolutely love it. And it was all, like, besides just doing things for me as a performer, just also as a drag producer, Mm -hmm. to be able to, I don't know, create this stage and to be able to have a stage with a spotlight open for anyone in Iceland, like, who wants to do drag... I think is something absolutely fabulous and uh, yeah, like needed for like our little queer community. Yeah. And in regards to the community, because I feel like, and I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but we might as well now we're talking about the queer community. (laughs) In, I mean, in Reykjavik, I know of it being really inclusive and welcoming as far as I can see from being on the outside, you know, just having a couple of friends, but from your perspective, do you feel very supported here? And, you know, uh, the world hears about how Iceland is so accepting. So I'd love to hear from you, like, what is your experience here in this community? And and you mentioned, like, you've evolved in terms of your identity and things like that. Uh, I think, I think just in general, not only regarding, like, uh, the queer community, but also just, I don't know, I think it's, uh, like, 
the queer community uh, and like women's rights and to the nature in general, like Iceland is really good at putting up this like glamification like image outwards to the rest of the world. And like a lot of it is absolutely fabulous and true. And other things are just kind of like shoved aside yeah. and not really talked about. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I feel like this like small town mentality in the entire country uh, regarding a lot of things. But in general, I would say like as a queer individual, as as a drag queen, like I can go to the supermarket and I'm like, I'm not going to be assaulted. Right. Or like there's not going to be, I, it's only been like a handful of times something like physical has happened mm. or something like really negative. Like sure, some people have opinions, but I think the vast majority of people are just like loving yeah, it. and. Great. Uh, I don't know, ready to have a good time. And I think that's also very, like, uh, symbolized in, uh, I was, like, in 2018, uh, I was assigned to be, like, a Fjallkona, mm -hmm. like, the lady of the mountain yeah. for the city of Reykjavik. And it's difficult to translate what that means. It, like, it's kind of like in our, uh, National Day parade. It's kind of like a, a person or, always a woman mm -hmm. who symbolizes like the nation yeah. in like a, in a feminine it. form. Yeah. 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 And, and it's usually an actress or someone like topical and who gets to just like wear the outfit, walk the thing and uh, be fabulous, be nice, read a poem and have a good time. Yeah. And they allow, uh, they allow the drag queen to do it for the first time ever. And that caused some uproar, <laughs> but I don't know. To hell with tradition. And just like, it was so fun, so liberating. And I think it was like a, a small step, but a good step yeah. for uh, our recognition. Yeah, absolutely. And for people who, if they're not clearly getting it, you were the Fiat Quanon <laughs> in terms of you were in the yes. parade. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they, they, that was May. Yeah, exactly. But they split it up. It was like some person read the poem, but you were the person leading the parade and having the best time, basically, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. They're like, it was a, it was a discussion point where it was like, okay, you can do like the parade part of it. And then it was essentially like, I think we can't take the job from like a woman though. Oh, interesting. Like, I don't think that would look like, I don't think that would look good. Uh, was kind of the dis general discussion. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, so there were, there were two, uh, uh, mountain ladies. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> In terms, of, I mean, I feel like that's a, such a great thing because, first of all, this is a big festival for the country. And just like Pride, though, this is a family event, right? So, like, you're, so, so mm -hmm. young kids are seeing you. And I think that's such an important part of this in terms of inclusivity of having a Fiat Konan who is not, you know, what people typically think of uh, in order to kind of showcase to different generations that this is a part of who Iceland is. Right, and I thought that was really cool. Absolutely, yeah. awesome. I mean, I don't... and I think like on that note, with the uh, like with the parades, uh, with like the National Day Parade and Pride, Pride is actually bigger yeah. in Iceland. Like it is, there are way more people. Like uh, there are the hundreds of thousands that like come yeah. here. Like actually, just a bit more than hundred thousand, but still, it's a lot of people. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's more people than turn out for our National Day Parade, yeah. which is also 
something that we're really proud of yeah. to see the support. And that is a family activity. Like people come with their ba- baby carriages. Yeah, exactly. like, like what is your, it's like, what is your favorite part about like, uh, about Reykjavik Pride? It's like, mm, the rainbows. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing. Or the glitter. I mean, I know a lot of the kids love the glitter. Because... The leather daddy. Yeah. like, okay. That is a, that's so true though, because you do see some things you're like, oh, okay. But you know what? It's, it's all out there and the kids are just enjoying it. They're not thinking of it as anything other than just a good time, like you mentioned. I think it's probably parents Absolutely. who probably are like, oh, okay, they're wearing assless chaps. <laughs> oh, I mean, they must be cold. Yeah, that's, <laughs> kids are very practical. That's true. So, um, in terms of your, so your show though, that you have with many other people, you call yourselves drag royalties. And it's a very inclusive show. Yes. <laughs> so could you explain like the different types of performers that are in this show? Oh yeah, I like totally glossed over that uh, part of the question before. Uh, but I would say like the in general the queer community here I f- feel is very inclusive. But within the drag community, I feel like it's like it's just next level, mm. and that is something. I kind of always felt with our show and what we want to do was always to just to have an open state to anyone who wants to be in it. And I remember originally, especially tourists that came in, they're like, oh, like, this is an amazing show. And like, and you have drag queens and you have drag kings mm-hmm. in the same show. Wow. I'm like, the toy. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes sense. <laughs> like we're doing like, it's the same art form. Yeah. We're doing like, uh, like the same stuff essentially and then like we have uh, like uh, assigned female at birth drag queens Mm -hmm. and like and just general like drag performers that don't really want to like confirm to either end of the gender Mm -hmm. binary and i think that's just fabulous that we can just come together and like celebrate this art form without having it to be like you have a penis that we are tucking away right and (laughs) yeah i agree I've, i've in the past I've only seen segregated shows. It sounds really weird when I say it now, but meaning like there are the drag queens and then you have, you know, maybe on another night drag kings. And it's like, oh. It's just, it's, it's kind of, I would say more traditional just to have it like in a, in a gay bar, there are drag queens and like a lesbian bar, there's, or drag kings. But I think just in today's uh, climate, we should absolutely mix and match and, uh, And I think also it just kind of had to happen this way here, not because we're like so inclusive and so fabulous. I think it's just because we're so small (laughs) that we have to like stand together with this. (laughs) So it works to your advantage to have a small community in essence, right? Because I mean, to be fair though, there are small communities where people could still be uh, like excluding of people. And so I think it's kind of speaks to the strength of the community and the fact that like, it's all, it is about equality and inclusivity to be like, no, it's, it's not just if you do it this way or that way. It's like, you do it your way. As long as it's a good show, get out there. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about the influence of RuPaul, for instance? Because I know, like, as a kid, when I, me and my sister used to watch the RuPaul show, like when RuPaul had a talk show and then later on the RuPaul drag show and drag race. And I've just always been, such awe of RuPaul, <laughs> like such admiration. But I'm curious, like in Iceland, is there a, you know, influence from this 
figure and like the shows that they have put on over the years. I mean, I like just growing up, I don't remember being ever like aware mm. of basically any drag performers other than like within like comical, like satirical, like Icelandic or British kind of TV yeah, shows. Okay. And then it was usually like some kind of like uncle-esque guy just putting on a wig okay. like for laughs. Yeah. And I feel like that could be fun, but that's not exactly what this is uh, or like what I want to do. But with it, with RuPaul, I would say uh, just drag race in general was when I turned on like like just who this is mm. and just the power of like what's going on with like, just, okay, this is starting something amazing and I want to be a part of yeah. it. And in Iceland, I could really see it like kicking off like, I think though, like around like the sixth or seventh season, where I know it's like okay, everyone is watching this. Yeah. Like there, there's so, like everyone and their grandmother <laughs> is tuning into Drag Race and like <laughs> has a favorite queen yeah. and like has something to say, and I think that like that's actually a really fun comparison to see. Like here, I would say it had like generally really positive effects because suddenly people had like a really different image of what a drag performer could be mm. and that it was something more than just putting on a dress for laughs mm-hmm. which i felt like was like generally the uh, like assumption or it was just like, like a really really like flaming individual yeah. like uh, that was just being too much that it was like more of an art form and a presentation and like those, these people are immensely talented and like just really good at like so many different things yeah. and that it can't be so much more. And just, and then realize like, Oh, there's local drag here in Iceland. I'm going yeah. like, <laughs> and just seeing that general transition while I, while I've heard a lot, like in the States at least where uh, it's kind of created a really segregated, like hierarchy within the drag scene where it was like, if you were not on TV, you're nobody Wow, kind of, Okay. Like with like uh that a lot of people that watch drag race don't ever go to local shows, right. but if Alaska is coming to town then like then they'll yeah. go. Which uh which uh, a lot of local performers talk about as not being the most uh, positive change. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like this thing. But I would say celebrity worship type of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say in general uh like RuPaul and Drag Race has had like an immense, immensely positive impact, like on the world, yeah. with like uh, no matter people's opinions, they know like you can't deny that like drag is going on yeah. and like it is currently like the golden age of drag, like kind of in the world. So I think uh, that is almost entirely thanks to RuPaul and what has then like snowballed out of that initial like show and uh, what uh, what came from yeah. that. Do you ever want to be on Drag Race? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's really like, like, like competition to get on this show, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, there are only like a handful of people that get in uh, every year and like so many, like thousands of performers that apply. Yeah. But, uh, the main thing for me is that I would need like a visa or yeah. some sort of uh, uh, thing to go through, which is in the work. Okay. But uh, <laughs> so like working on okay, it, 
it's gonna take me a minute (laughs) but uh, i would absolutely love to be on it but at the same time like it's going global you can see like with canada like drag race holland drag race thailand like it's going like drag race spain coming up like it's going all over the place so if drag race uh, nordic is happening anytime soon uh yeah, I I assume I'll just be asked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like I will automatically be included, of course. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I hope I hope it works out that you get on there and smash it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's also like just seeing in the past when someone Icelandic goes on like a reality TV show, uh, like you can really see like the Icelandic media just goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and everyone here is watching it, which is like the equivalent of like a small American town is watching like a thing, but still like, it's, so cute. it's just, it, uh, it becomes so big. And uh, I just think that would be an amazing representation. I yeah. think I would have a lot of fun. Yeah. Hometown hero, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing a lot of, um, like in terms of youth, because I feel like now with like younger generations, especially in the LGBTQ plus community, there's a lot more of assertion of self or like, you know, feeling more comfortable about talking about your identity and things like that. So are you seeing in, say, for instance, in drag or even just in the community in general, a lot more younger people getting involved or wanting to be a performer? Uh, Absolutely. I think it's uh, uh, just in general with like, I see younger and younger people just uh, both coming out and identifying like this way or the other. And then like just loving drag as an art form. And that is something I noticed kind of just as Draxur kind of grew and as I like kind of grew in popularity that there were, I had a bunch of followers on like my social media which had never seen me in person because mm. they didn't have like, they weren't old enough to go to the bars or wherever I was performing. Right. So they were just seeing like the snippets of, uh, of me from social media. So I remember the first time I got a request to come to like, a, uh, uh, what's it's like a, I don't know why the, the word daycare is in my head. That is not where I went. Uh, it's like a Elementary after school, school like hang up. <laughs> Yeah, it's like an elementary school, like after school oh, hangout. Okay, yeah. uh, like a program for after school. What is that called? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's in basically every uh, elementary here. And often, like, a lot of the elementary schools, like, group together to have, like, one big one. Okay. Where they just, like, have a program every day of the week to do something. And they're just like, hey, would you like to come and just in drag and talk about drag and, like, maybe do a performance yeah. that would be child friendly? And, <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. And I went there and just to see, like, I would just see in the row, like, just immediately kind of identify with so many just, like, uh, young boys, like, like myself, that was just like, oh, my God, is this, this, this is allowed, this can be celebrated, this kind of, just to be, to be able to become, like, a beacon of, of that was absolutely uh, invigorating yeah. and I just kind of took that and ran with it and like right now I work in like one of these uh, places for like 13 to 18 year old kids uh, for specifically for queer kids so it's like the one for like all the queer kids to come to no matter where you live or where you go to school okay that's great and 
and yeah, like I see more and more of them just coming out. Like they want to perform in drag. They're doing their own little like drag pageants or drag competitions or drag shows, <laughs> like either there or just generally dressing up. And like, and it's also like with the looks and like sewing skills, like mm. putting things together and everything. Like the world today with the internet and YouTube and everything, like you can get information and just like find out like how to make things or make things happen for you. Like so much easier than you yeah. could, like even when I was doing it and then it was so much easier than like the generation before me could. So I don't know. I think it's just be- becoming more and more acceptable and accessible. Absolutely. And with that, I think it's also just getting better and better. Yeah, that's great. I'd love to talk about the venue Goikeren, where you host the show, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's such a unique venue. Yes. And I talked about it in another interview with someone brought it up um, as it being a very inclusive space. Uh, and, and it's a bar, yeah. right? Where I feel like, you know, you would think in your mind. It's like, it's a metal, it's like a, uh, I'm, I'm saying sweaty, but it's like the <laughs> best kind. Yeah. Like it's a sweaty metal bar. And it is like the most accepting, uh, like uh, diverse. Yeah. Ca- like it is like the vibe there is immaculate, and I just love being there. And it is uh, when we were searching of venues to do Draxurin the first time, we contacted like there's only one like gay club in Reykjavik officially, yeah. and we went there and they just they didn't have a stage yeah. and they didn't really like have the setup. But they're like we'd love to do something, but it just doesn't really work with what we were thinking. And then we went to a couple of other places. And they were like, "Oh, you're doing a show? That sounds amazing with drag ad, uh... maybe." <laughs> and but then we went to Grekkerin, and I was just like, "Yeah, when do you want to do it? Come on, let's wow. do it." And they just they were so Im- immensely helpful, and still are, and just like we're part of a family at Grekkerin, and it's like it's where they have like like heavy metal concerts. They have like poetry slams. And they have drag. And they have stand up. Yeah. They have like uh, I don't know. It's so many different fabulous things. And yeah, the vibe there is amazing. Yeah. And it's my favorite place to just have a show because <laughs> I, I don't. It's just like where you've kind of like nested and built your home. Yeah, absolutely. And I well, right now it's not there, or at least not open. But vegan nice is there so it's like it's inclusive even of all types of foods you know <laughs> meaning like you know yeah it's just, absolutely it's just one of those places you walk in and you're not and expecting it, will, oh, it but then you're like oh okay non-gendered bathrooms and like you're just like <laughs> yeah absolutely like they go like all the way with all these things yeah. and uh i don't know i think it's a grand part of their business model and they will open like soon yeah I hope so. and <laughs> like bigger and better than ever because they just like uh, re-renovated like the entire like downstairs oh. area. There used to be another bar, so now it's like uh, double the size, what? two giant stages, and I'm like, I can't wait. That's amazing. Okay, so this I, I will of course have in the show notes slash description box for this video the about your show, but also like work it in and stuff like that, so people can know where to find it. It's very easy to find in downtown Reykjavik. It's like it's slightly unassuming because it's on the corner, but then like you just realize, oh, I'm right in front of it. It's right here. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and like yeah, it's fabulous, and uh, love doing the shows there. Yeah, and just with Draxor in general, like we've been doing that, and then like uh, our smaller show kind of sprouted out of it because our drag community kind of 
like more people wanted to join like so quickly and we just became like okay i can't book like 23 performers for this show that is too much so like we had to kind of limit to like who would be a drag source and then we created another show called drag lab oh okay that was created by like my drag daughter wanda star was now moved back to england and is like hosting shows there and uh, and and a drag king named boyter tony like they created that one and that was just kind of meant to be a bit more, I don't know, flippant and a bit more just like, it's kind of like an open mic situation okay. for drag performance. So literally anyone could join and they have. And that has been like what's going on and is kind of nourishing the grassroots of the drag uh, community here. Great. And then, uh, yeah, then it's a bit like, I don't know, higher production value shows with uh, drag suit where we kind of charge in while drag, drag lab has been free. So it's just a, a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Are both, and now we have like more drag shows popping up oh, yeah. at Kiki and whatnot. Yeah. Are both at yeah. Circuitin, uh, Drag Circuit or, and Drag Circuit and Drag, drag Lab. Are. Yeah. And we've been doing some online stuff. Uh, we hope to do some like Christmas related <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You have your Christmas straw going on there. I have, I have nothing. I have nothing to plug. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming too. It's like probably good. I'll, I'll have your Instagram account so people can follow you there, and of course, keep up to date with what you're doing. Oh, please. Don't yeah. Worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also wondering about like because you mentioned you're planning on doing more drag shows. So how do you see the evolution of drag in Iceland? Because you, you've already got like uh, a show where a lot of people are super excited about and you have a little like offshoot shows, but what do you see? Do you have like a grand plan of <laughs> for drag in the future? Um, I mean, just like things that I know are coming up and like, and it, it has kind of always been my goal to kind of push drag, uh, at least in Iceland to be like, not necessarily closer to the mainstream or something, but it's more just, generally accepted and i want to push it closer and closer to theater okay that is to just make uh kind of drag recognized as stage arts mm. which i feel that totally has happened at this point where like we did like a big drag uh theater sh- piece uh, called memoirs of the valkyrie that i was in and that was nominated for the local like theater nice. awards and like and that is something that like okay nice like we did that and uh, me and a couple of others are will be doing a show uh, in the uh, like National Theater basement. Okay. And that or and that basement so, sounds weird, but that, <laughs> the like, lower floor. There's a stage, and like I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a lovely it's a lovely space that used to be kind of a cabaret venue, oh, okay. where it was like an after show uh, moment, uh, like for the actors and like friends. Yeah. And it has then evolved, like, and been kind of rebranded into this whole other kind of entity under the National Theatre, where, like, they kind of really want to incorporate some more kind of fringe arts, and a drag is naturally a part nice. of that. Awesome. So that is something, like, I, like, know is coming, and I hope that that will kind of, I don't know, get drag more recognized and more, like, into kind of, I don't know. I want to see drag in just more places. I want to see like drag performers in like Icelandic ads. Yeah. I want to see like drag performers in like music videos and stuff and just be able to, 
express their art like and get it like it's super fun to do performances and do your art like to just uh, in a bar like in like a really carefree environment and be able to do whatever right. but i just want people to have the opportunity to be able to take it uh wherever they want absolutely that's great we talked a little bit about pride and like you mentioned it is becoming so big like every year so far, I mean, this year obviously not included in that, but it has just been growing and growing. And people are coming from different parts of the world to come and celebrate, which is so beautiful. And I'm just wondering about what your favorite part of Pride is. Maybe you have multiple part, favorite parts. And why mm. you think it's worth it for people to come and check out Pride in Reykjavik. I think, like, I think my favorite part is always, like, the parade itself. Because... It is kind of the high point because usually it is like we have uh, like there's Reykjavik Pride, which is usually a week or like most the better part of a week. And then there are shows, there are events and like so many different things that happen like during the week. And behind the scenes, there's so much prep and so much going on. And I for the last I don't know how many years, like it's always been like I'm just so busy. I like barely get to see anything. And then during the parade it's kind of like well i can't do anything i'm on a float and like <laughs> i just like have to like be here present and like enjoy everything yeah. and it's usually like building the float that is like a giant thing of it uh because it's basically the only parade in iceland that it uses like floats yeah <laughs> so we have no like we have no infrastructure for like keeping them so you just have to build them and then tear them apart because you can't oh, like wow yeah so do you and you build your own and, or what Yes. What? That's a lot. Uh, it, it's, just like, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work every year. And it's also like, uh, just Reykjavik Pride has been like had the proud tradition of like, they are of course sponsored by uh, many different like brands that like want to just sponsor and like support the queer community here. But they don't allow direct sponsorship within the parades. Okay. So you're not going to see like a uh, Coca-Cola flow yeah. or or something that's clearly branded and like sure that might like put some money into it, but still like, it's all very, I don't know, authentic yeah. and all like, it's just, it's really, really cute. And it's like, it's this like relatively small parade and like, it's adorable. It's amazing. It's fantastic to see like how, what some people can like do and what they can manage and the outfits and like, it's so fun. And then just to see like, uh, as a, like about a hundred thousand plus people yeah. come with their families to stand stand by the sidelines and like cheer you on, and they just like want to see, see it. They want to dance to it. They like just to feel the love, to be super corny about it, like, <laughs> is uh, like the absolute best part. Yeah, it's such a joyous occasion, and, in my opinion. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. And then like this year, like due to the Rona, like it was like. Uh, there was no parade, but yeah. instead it was kind of all moved to our, uh, what, like a national broadcaster, like TV station. Mm-hmm. And there was made like a big, like TV special, which was just like, uh, and the entire week it was, uh, like there were like queer centered movies and TV shows being shown. And it's just like to see that support also coming from like both the government and from like broadcasters and stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Great. 
Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up with my last question, <laughs> which is, <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Icelandic word or phrase? Ooh, okay. Uh, actually, I've been thinking about this because I heard, I heard, just heard this word like a couple of days okay. ago and I am obsessed. I want to do an entire like rebranding campaign on myself, like with this okay. word. Okay, life changing. It is, it is. <laughs> Absolutely, like it, it is just it is me. It is me entirely. Okay. And that is a smaureva valtur. Smaureva valtur. Okay. Uh an outriva would be an influencer. Yep. Smau means small, so it's a small influencer. <laughs> but it just sounds so cute and I just like it's like a like a D-list <laughs> celebrity branding, like, and I just love the word. <laughs> I just love, like, love the word. Okay, that's hilarious. But like, as for a phrase, I think the classic Icelandic like "tatarattast" is just in absolutely everything, and I think it like epitomizes like drag as like a. It's a very that kind of art form where like. Whatever happens, happens. We're just gonna make it yeah. work. Especially since you're live, right? Like, there's no cut and take two. It's you just go, just roll with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go go. This is such a pleasure. So entertaining. I mean, already it's just talking to you is entertaining. So I can only imagine how much fun people will have when they come to Reykjavik and can actually see you in a show. I've I've been yeah. I've had the pleasure of going to a show in the past, so I definitely recommend it. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, have a lovely, lovely day, all you people. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. <laughs>